Have you ever scrolled through pages of gimmicky personal lubricant options trying to figure out which one is going to meet your needs? Meet Pure, a range of premium personal lubricants made in Germany and formulated with the highest quality ingredients designed to maximize pleasure. From silicon lubes like global best-selling Pure Original to water-based Pure Aqua for sex toys and Pure Backdoor for anal play. All Pure Lubes are FDA-approved, Class II medical devices, dermatologically tested, condom-safe, and guarantee a long-lasting, silky, never-sticky glide. Head over to pure.us and find your perfect lube today. At checkout, use our promo code TALKGAYSEX and get 20% off. That's TALKGAYSEX, 20% off. Go to pure.us. What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve V. This is episode 212. And on this week's episode, I'm talking to the good doctor, the ass doctor himself, leading proctologist, owner of Bespoke Surgical and FutureMethod.com. That's right, Dr. Goldstein is back talking about our ass health. On this week's episode, we're talking about good gut health and how to remain healthy with our gut, as well as how to stay and keep clean in in and around our ass. Plus, we're talking about one of my favorite topics, the importance of lubrication. And stick around because we've got to deal with you with our sponsor, Pure. Stick around for that message and how you can get 20% off on all pure lubrications. Just a quick note, check out our brand new weekly after show. It's called Tags After Show. It's on our Patreon page. And this is where myself, sometimes my co-host, put our guard down even lower. The bar goes, that's right, a little bit lower on the after show. We're a lot more relaxed, where we have a little more time to further break down the week's hot gay sex topics or share some more personal details about ourselves and our sex lives, our wants, desires, our needs, all the good stuff you get on Tags After Show only by becoming a Patreon member at our lowest tier. Join the community. Go to patreon.com forward slash talkaboutgaysex where you can see all the various tiers and the offerings that we have to give you for supporting Tag's podcast. You can also take our weekly poll over there. Again, it's patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Well, let's get into this week's special guest, Dr. Goldstein. Well, I'm really excited today to bring on the good doctor, Dr. Goldstein of Bespoke Surgical and, of course, Future Method. You can go to futuremethod.com. Um, Dr. Goldstein, how are you and how's the family been during this whole COVID nightmare that we find ourselves in? Yeah, thank you so much for having me, as always. Um, everything is good, you know, obviously, a lot of different changes, reevaluations of life, and uh, but, you know, right now we're in a pretty good spot so no no complaints good well i know you're really busy so i want to get down to the topics at hand and the first topic i wanted to talk about which i think is so important is good gut health and so many of us for 
taking care of our intestines and just being regular, but for bottoming, it's really important. But then as we all know, a lot of people during this time frame has gotten that COVID-15. So it's probably a good conversation to have in general, but of course for our asses. And what's some of the, the things that you see that maybe like a poor diet produce when it comes to taking care of our, our, our asses? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the key for, it really just depends on what people want to do and where they want to go. So I think that just from a bottoming perspective, making sure that people are really high in fiber. So depending upon what you're eating, you really should kind of keep a little bit of a diary. Like I know if I'm eating tacos on Tuesday, then I'm not really going to be bottoming the next day. Um, right. So, I think you really have to start looking at anal health as gut health and and what's the right way to embark on the bottoming journey. It's one, making sure that we're doing a lot of really good fiber. Uh, Like we've said before, I work closely, so do you, with Pure for Men. Um, I think that their fiber supplementation is really, really good. Um, You take two of them at night before you go to bed. But I do think a lot of fiber is similar. So depending upon what you like, um, you should do it. Um, I like nighttime fiber because I feel like it works while you're sleeping. And then most of us do defecate first thing in the morning. So with that fiber supplementation, it then allows you to go to the bathroom and then fully, fully, completely, obviously evacuate. Um, You know, really looking at the different diets Um, and figuring out what works for you in terms of protein. Remember, protein bars, protein shakes, they all bind you. So if it's something where, hey, you know what, I am a little bit looser um, or I'm more concerned, then yeah, you could do a higher protein meal uh, for dinner, let's say if that night is a bottoming perspective, and it kind of slows your gut down. Um, And so really, there's no right answer. I think it's everyone is so variable to, but I think I'm trying to give people and empower people the different ways to approach so that you can then start to say, oh, hey, you know what? This worked for me in my life. How do I get myself into a good rhythm? And I think, look, at Future Method, we sell an anal douche solution that we love and we really stand by because it's the first ever to have scientific really background put into it to really help our community. But it's not the end all. You can't just be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to use the future method anal douche and I'm going to be fine. No, it's analyzing your eating habits, your drinking habits, what works, what doesn't, all of those types of things, as well as the fiber supplementation to make sure that you're balancing everything so that you're in a really great And the same thing with probiotics as well. You know, how do you implement that into your life? How um, obviously it's really important in general to stay hydrated, but how important is water in general, just like fleshing things out for our intestines and not just in general for good gut health? Yeah, I think, you know, hydration is totally key. I usually tell people, you know, you're really well hydrated if when you're urinating, it's pretty clear. So if it's really, really concentrated, if it's really yellow, you're not taking in enough. Now, if you don't take in enough hydration, 
when you're supplementing with fiber, it could actually make things much worse for you. So you really just got to understand the way that fiber works is it brings that water into the stool. Now, if you don't have water to bring in, obviously it be can become a significant problem. You can actually get significantly constipated from too much fiber usage without enough hydration. So I think one is just like anything, the body's really smart. Uh, you know, it's really hard to mess with the body. Your body is going to know what to keep, what not to keep. But you have to provide your body with that, meaning probiotics, meaning fiber, good diet, hydration, and then whatever your body needs, it holds on to. And then obviously, it releases what it doesn't. So the body is really smart. It's just a matter of us making sure that we're giving the body what it needs so that you're able to get to where you want to be. And especially on the bottoming side, because clearly there's a lot that goes into bottoming. And most people don't even think about it as much as we do at Bespoke Surgical and Future Method. And that's the goal, which is how do we provide you guys with the education that you need for better bottoming practices, but then also the products um, to support it so that now you're able to do what you want and, and really satisfy your desires. Now, obviously, one of the things that's important along with good gut health and the things you've recommended is obviously exercise. And I know for myself during this quarantine, I've been doing a lot more home workouts, but yoga and mm -hmm. bends and twists. And is there a correlation to to our intestines when you stretch your body like that? Can you actually help your gut health or your intestines when you do those types of exercises? I think all exercising is really, really beneficial, right? Um, just from the endorphin perspective and feeling good about yourself, but also if, if you're laying around, your gut isn't moving. Um, and so it's very similar. Like, unfortunately, my dad just recently had surgery. He's doing quite well, but his gut from surgery is very, very slow moving. And with that said, the key is walk, 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 exercise, start getting yourself back. Your, your body reacts in a really great synergistic way. And without doing that, you're now altering your gut. You're alter, altering so many other components. Um, I think stretching in general, for me, I love the yoga and all of that. One, because I think it really helps on a mental perspective. But two, it actually helps on a better bottoming perspective. Because what you're doing is you're really tapping into certain muscle key components and learning how to contract, how to relax. And the relaxation, especially in the pelvic floor, is so important for better bottoming practices. So certain positions that you put yourself into, they lend itself to favorable um, experience, whereas others may not. Um, and using yoga and learning how to breathe and all of that allows you the components to get you into a better bottoming space. So I think it, it, it does all those things, mental, also bowel, and just kind of GI, gut health. But then from my perspective, I think it really helps get you into a better bottoming phase. I love it. Okay. So staying clean, obviously at Future Method, you have the anal douche kit. And I was on the site earlier and I was looking at the very, the descriptive 
terms that when we use things like water, you have an image of a grape, mm -hmm. and that's indicative of our cells, our internal cells. And when you actually use shower hoses, you can squash that grape. Same with enemas that are salty, which dry us up, and you have the visual of a raisin, which yeah. talk a little bit about those two images, because it really made sense to me when I saw that. And then we can talk about the anal douche kit a little bit more. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I was seeing was people coming to me all the time with injuries, like tears or dilated veins, which are called hemorrhoids or STDs. And I really started to say, well, wait a second. Is it sex that's doing this or is it other things? And we started to kind of break things down into three categories. One of the categories being how are people preparing for sex? Um, how are people actually playing and engaging sexually? And then what are people doing after and that aftercare? Those three categories spearheaded into future method. And, and the first category we approached was preparation. And because I think when you look at HIV and STDs and fissures, I think, yes, of course, sex is what gives that transmission or that potential injury. But I honestly think that the preparation is key to that. Meaning if you are shower hosing or you're using water or you're using an enema, what you're doing is you're stripping the lining inside. And when you strip the protective lining, you start changing that microbiome. The bacteria that is good and protective is being washed away. And so the key component is, okay, well, now if you've overdouched, if you use the wrong solution, you're now setting yourself up for a higher incidence of having potential complications. And so when you look at water, if you think about it on a spectrum, you have water on one side, you have uh, an enema, which is called hyperosmolar on the other side. And what you're doing is you're actually causing cell damage. There are two different pathways that cause it. Water causes it one way, and that was where the grape, et cetera, um, or the shrinking, all of those, you don't need to get yourself you know, dialed into the minutiae. But at the end of the day, what's happening is that cell that's there is getting injured. And when it's injured, it now is raw. And if you have a raw surface, now you have sex and then boom, that's where the STD and the issues come. And so we said, okay, well, first, let's look at how people douche. One is they're using the wrong solution, either water or an enema. Second is they're doing it way too many times. Um, and I tell people, it's, it's, I see it all the time, where someone says, oh, you know, I douched twice, I'm totally clean, and ah, fuck it, I just want to do one more time. And then they do a third time, and now they're dirty. And they're like, oh, shit. And they're spending an hour getting themselves ready. When first off, most people are actually super clean. Just if you're normally fiber diet, all that stuff, and you're shitting normally, most people are actually clean. So the overdouching act with the wrong solution now sets the stage for bad bacteria and then a lot of complications. So the goal for us at Future Method was, okay, let's come up with a solution that's not harmful 
that's pH balanced. It doesn't irritate the cell. And then let's also come up with the methodology that we can instill in people where less is more. We want to teach you about the anatomy. We want to make sure that you're using smaller bulbs, um, doing it less frequently, trying to teach people the art of cleaning Because at the end of the day, if we're bringing all of those three parameters down to the lowest possible for you to be clean, we've done a service because now you should start to see better anal health. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And along with that cleaning, I think you run through my head oftentimes when I'm going to the toilet because I hear your voice on, we can actually overuse toilet paper and almost rub too hard. And I think with the, what we were last talking about, with a good proper fibrous diet, you shouldn't even have to, right, over rub with, you know, toilet paper, would you say? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I always look at dogs when they take a shit on the street and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> they're like, it's like a perfect fit. <laughs> And they never have to wipe. And you say, well, well, it's clearly because their diet is not westernized, right? They're so into fiber and appropriate gut health. And it's the same thing. If you're able to get yourself to the point where you have less wipes, you're, you're, you're really empowering your gut to do the appropriate balance. And again, look, everyone's going to eat something where their body is off, right? And that may not right. necessarily be the day that you're going to be bottoming. But sure. with, with that being said, the key is to figure out what that mechanism is. And I tell people, don't make, first off, only make one change at a time. Because if you make more than one change, you're not going to know, is it really beneficial? Two is you really want to give your gut a long time to start getting really used to the change. So don't just be like, oh, I took it for two days. That shit doesn't work. No, you need to do it for two to three weeks and give yourself a really good chance to try to see if that improves where you want to be. And then slowly start to make tweaks. I don't add two or three or four different types of meds or or treatments. It's one at a time. It's increasing that one, coming back off of it and really starting to see what works and what doesn't. And again, there's no right answer. I mean, I have tons of people that have irritable bowel or they're on uh, you know, prep and sometimes prep makes the stool a little bit looser. And so, you know, each of it is for me and for you to kind of lay down the foundation for everybody to understand the scientific rationale and then for everybody to start analyzing what works for them and what doesn't. And then lastly, on the staying clean, is it recommended to use like shaving around that area, around the asshole area, or can that actually cause complications? Obviously, we want to, sometimes we want to be as clean looking as possible, right. but can we be doing harm? Yes. So I see a lot, you know, first off, shaving to me, I just think that, yes, it may look great when you first start doing it. But as you start to kind of age, like all of us, me, I don't know about you, but me, yeah, what, what's happening is, is that you start nicking your hair follicles and you also start getting acne in the area or, or an ingrown hair. And then it just starts to not look good. Um, and so also when you're shaving, you're creating these little nicks and you may not feel it, but those nicks are a nidus for infection. One specifically I see a lot is HPV and anal warts. What can happen is just from shaving and that little nick, you could start to cause 
irritation, warts, um, and other local bacterial infections. So I usually recommend lasering. Um, I honestly think that nowadays, and we have a laser at Bespoke, we have a great nurse that does that. Um, nowadays, the lasers are so easy, they're so inexpensive, um, and it gets the aesthetic that you want. Um, if you decide, hey, you know what, I don't want to do that, then make sure you're using razors or a shaver that is way, way, way clean, barbicide stuff to really clean that after every use. If you can do a throwaway, that's great. Um, and just, you know, really nourishing that area. So just like you would your face, uh, obviously really good uh, lotions after trying to rehydrate and replenish that area so that it can now foster a really good environment. You know, at Future Method, we came out with an, an anal exfoliant um, and the exfoliant uh, that's coming back online, I think next week. Um, or at the end of this week, which is great. We sold out uh, really, really quickly. And so I'm super excited to have that come back online. But the whole point of that was after sex, we have a lot of lube and cum and excrement and mucus. And so I really haven't had a good scrub that is an appropriate delivery so that you save enough in the shower. It's not washing away, but also what's called a dual mechanism to have these particles that are quite large and small to really get rid of any of that excrement and then obviously polish and soothe and kind of foster a really, really good environment in that area. And the same thing goes for, just like you're saying, from over wiping or wet wipes, which I can't stand. So please stay away from them. Right. Um, you know, we talk a lot about everyone loves wet wipes. I get it. It's fast. It's easy. It's on the go. But I see so many complications from it. Again, similar component. If you look at what we're talking about before, when you start using these products, they're altering your local microbiome. And What's happening is your body is really smart. It has good bacteria and it has bad bacteria, and they work synergistically. If there's excess moisture, if you're using wet wipes with chemicals, if you're kind of over wiping, what's happening is you're creating an environment where there's an imbalance. And now if there's an imbalance, you can start getting obviously all those different complications. So the key is less is more. Like we said with douching, really understanding your body habitus and kind of learning the right way from an eating perspective. Less wiping, no wet wipes, kind of really good nighttime routine of cleaning the ass, meaning exfoliating back there, soap and water, keeping it dry and then re-moisturizing. You know, I see a lot of people that shower in the morning only. And I say, you know, look, you can do that, but realistically, you really need proper hygiene. Think about it. I'm sweating all day long. You're moving around. You take a shit. Your ass is not clean if you're doing that and you're only showering in the morning. So I, I, I really recommend people nighttime shower. I think it's just good hygiene overall. You're getting into your bed and you're clean and your sheets are clean. Um, and then obviously, Back there, it really helps aerate everything so that now you can replenish, rehydrate, and get yourself back into a good groove. I love that tip. I am. I had a boyfriend that used to always do that. I'm now going to just implement that in. He would not let me into his bed until I took a shower. So. And, and I love him. Exactly. Yeah. Believe me, if you hook up with me, you're showering before. Uh, but <laughs> with that said, I just think it's it's really good health and hygiene. And it also... 
you know, you think about it, you get in your bed and your covers and it's wet and hot and, you know, and sometimes you're sweating underneath there. And so all that moisture builds up. And if it's not clean, it now can perpetuate infection and issues. Makes absolute sense. And then lastly, can we just talk about the importance of lubrication? Because, you know, it seems like in the last times I was having sex, when I can remember, so many guys these days, tops, that at least I had encountered, love to not use lubrication. They want to just maybe spit, sometimes just ram the dick into the ass. And I just think lubrication is so important, but can you talk about it from your perspective? Yes, I agree with you a hundred million percent. Um, I think, look, if it's right and you feel sexy and the spit or the butter or the oil or whatever you're doing gets you off, then I will support anything you want to do. But at the end of the day, lubrication is so key. The skin that's there is so fragile in everybody that without a proper glide, you're just setting yourself up for potential injury and complications. So I usually tell people I love toys before or during sex play because it not only dilates the muscles and gets you to relax, but it also makes sure that the, the lubrication is absolutely 360 degrees everywhere. If you are a top, most tops just squirt a little bit of lube on their dick and stick it in. And that doesn't work. And so the empowerment of what we're trying to do is to set the stage for all bottoms that even if you want to be dominated, that you are pre-lubricated, you're pre-dilated, you're setting the stage for success. And with that being said, I'm a big, huge proponent of a tremendous amount of lube, whether it's a water-based lube, whether it's silicone. I think silicone is still the best for pure anal penetration. Whether you're doing toys, I like water-based toys, uh, lubricants for the toys, simply because it helps, obviously, a lot of the different toys you can't use silicone. But I just find like if you're doing toy work, you want to just get in the shower and has it have a much easier time getting rid of it. Whereas silicone, you need to use more of like the future method anal exfoliant. You need to be a little more aggressive and it takes more time. With that said, you know, you got to weigh the you know, the positives and the negatives, right? Silicone itself can stain the sheets. So you really want to figure out how that maximize, you know, how that, how you can minimize that in your sex play. If you look at most water-based lubricants, they're very high in glycerin and that can cause significant damage internally. Um, and so you want to start, whereas silicone doesn't. And so that's where silicone gives you really great lubricity, but it doesn't also cause the harm that's there. So I am such a huge proponent of lube. And also, I love these lube shooters. I don't know if, I don't know if you ever used those before. Yes, I've seen them. Yes. Yeah. And, and we, we started selling a B-Vibe one, which we really love. And it, it just, you have to think of the canal of where cock is going. You want that entire space, whatever the size, whatever the girth is, you want that entire space lubricated. And so uh, a lube shooter comes with a syringe. And what you do is you fill up the lube in the syringe and you basically shoot it up into the anal canal. And then you're kind of lubricating the entire space. And so with that, it really allows you that kind of protective lining 
where similar to the future method douche, it gives you a you're clean, you're, you're doing what you want, but it gives you some protection where it, it increases that lubricity. And now you're putting on the silicone or water-based lube and you're now kind of creating a barrier. But I get it. I mean, you want to make sure that you're creating a barrier, but you also want to feel the cop and you want to have fun doing it, right? Um, so I, I understand why, right. why people want less, but I think you have to find that balance because if you go into that space of less, you're going to wind up having fissures and hemorrhoids and irritation. And, it, and then it becomes much more chronic where then I need to potentially do surgery to get you out of that issue. So uh, it's it's just like what we're saying with the fiber and all of this. It's it's everything is figuring out the balance of what works. But the goal, I think, for me and you is telling everybody, kind of brainstorming with you how I think of ass and gut health, um, so that you can kind of take these pearls and try to put them into your life. I love it. Lubrication, lubrication, lubrication. Hey guys, your buddy Steve V here, and I'm so happy to have Dr. Goldstein on this episode talking the importance of lubrication, particularly during this time of quarantine. If you're like me, you've been busting out all your favorite adult toys or getting on the sites and finding them, or maybe you've been playing virtually with some guys or that one special person that you've quarantined with. Either way, the importance of the right lubricant is utmost important. And I want to tell you about my favorite pure premium lubricants. They can be divided into two categories, silicon-based and water-based. And just like Dr. Goldstein recommended, pure lubricants are pH'd balanced. A silicone lubricant is special because the silicone molecule is too big for the skin to absorb, making the best pure original a silky smooth, exceptionally long-lasting premium personal lubricant. If you're particular about what's in your lubricants, then you should also know that pure silicone formulas are made without preservatives. While silicone lubricants are safe for use with hard plastics, glass, and metal sex toys, you should avoid using it with your favorite silicone devices. Water-based lubes, on the other hand, like Pure Aqua, are perfect for use with anal sex toys. Pure Aqua also moisturizes the skin without leaving behind a sticky film and delivers soft, long-lasting pH balance care. Looking for something that's ideal for anal play? Pure Backdoor silicone and water-based formulas are both specifically designed for seriously long-lasting lubrication and intensely pleasurable glide. The Backdoor Silicone Formula is highly concentrated and includes jojoba for moisture and skin conditioning, while the Backdoor Water Base contains hyaluronin for regenerative skin care and ultra-long-lasting lubrication that is never sticky. As a TAGS listener, get 20% off by using our promo code TALKGAYSEX. Go to pure.us, that's P-J-U-R.us. Use our promo code TALKGAYSEX and get 20% off. And lastly, just some quick fire questions, if you'll yeah. indulge me. All right, here we go. Since we know that water is bad for our asses, should we avoid bidets? No, because bidets are externally. Um, and I, I like it because it minimizes your wiping. So a lot of people will overwipe with toilet paper. So if you're doing a bidet just externally, 
you're basically washing away any of the residual stool that may be there, and it doesn't truly, truly alter the microbiome. I think one of the things I would tell is a lot of people, what they'll do with bidets or wipes or showering is they won't really dry up in the crack. And so what winds up happening is there's excess moisture that develops. So whatever you're using, even though I don't love the wet wipes, really make sure that you're totally drying back there um, so that there's no residual excess moisture that we don't need or want. Exactly. Got it. Go ahead. Also, I usually, we're coming out very soon with a a kind of post-sex cream. Um, And one of the main things that we wanted to do was make it sure it was really effective going on, but that it dries really quickly. Because, you know, once, I mean, I know I've seen your booty and mine, we got deep cracks where, so where there's a lot of pushing back there. And so the key is if you just stand up and put on your underwear and your jeans, it's now wet, it's now irritated. And so we really want to set the stage for um, good things to come. I love it. I love it. Okay. If you find you have a cut or an irritation around your ass or the hole, is putting something like a Neosporin on the infected area a good idea? No. Neosporin um, is basically an oil based. And so what happens is it doesn't breathe. So you really want to do like, if you're going to do anything, you want to do a cream based, um, which uh, it, it kind of allows more aeration. So a lot more oxygen and breathing can go in there. Now, I love a suppository called Calmol 4. It's cocoa butter. And what you do is you put it in at night before you go to bed. It's not going to make you shit. But what it will do is it soothes that area so that when you go to the bathroom the next day, you're not tearing anything. So Calmol 4 is over the counter. You get it on Amazon or whatever it is. And I really endorse that. I think that's really great. Also, externally, um, it, you could do like a Preparation H. Uh, Prep H has aloe, vitamins, and it is comes in a cream where you can kind of use that. Obviously, if you're using wet wipes, stop that. 95% of the time, just stopping the wet wipes will help that irritation. And then you give it three to five days to see if everything is getting better. Epsom salt baths, uh, keep everything rocking, make sure your stool and shit is super soft and easy. If things are persisting, uh, or worsening, one, one, we need to make sure it's not an STD like herpes or chlamydia gonorrhea. Um, and also we need to see, is it something that I can fix in the office or do I need to do something in an operating room to kind of get that scar tissue healed the right way? And then lastly, is there a self-check or should we be doing our own self-check of our asses like women do with their breasts? Yeah, I do. I think that first off, we speak a lot of good practices, especially on the bottoming side. I think that we should be seeing you guys in the office or someone like us once a year for an appropriate anal check in that we're doing obviously STD screening, blood work, all the swabs, oral and anal and urine check. We're also doing an anal pap smear, which looks at HPV and kind of preventative from a precancerous perspective. During that, we're also doing an exam in and out. How does it look? Is there anything different? What's there? Uh, What's internally? Things that you can't see and or feel. Also, I'm doing a lot of muscle testing, one in the office to look and see functionality, but then we're also doing what's called the manometry, which allows us to understand the mechanics of your specific ass to say, hey, is there 
too much muscle and you can't relax or is it or that you're way relaxed and we want to get you to the point where it's a little bit tighter and so we're able to do a lot in the office and also it starts to give you a framework because i find a lot of people do a self exam and they're like they feel bumps and they freak themselves out so i think that seeing someone where we can kind of set the stage where i could say hey there's a bump here that bump is totally normal no issues. And it, and then you start to kind of understand the anatomy that you have, that then you could start to do yearly or monthly checks to kind of see and, and go from there. I think it's really checking emotionally, externally and physically, and then also obviously internally. And you could use toys, you could use fingers, you could use obviously your sexual practices and start to kind of analyze it after you engage, be like, hey, how did that go? Was that good? Do I feel anything? Is there pain? Is there lumps? Um, and then you start getting so good with your, your, your body and your tactile, tactile skills that then you're able to kind of really spearhead good discussions. And obviously, if there's any issues or anything or things develop, by all means, you know, I get tons of DMs with pictures of everybody's ass. You can always send me something. <laughs> And I could kind of tell you telemedicine it exactly and be like, hey, this is what's going on um, and then go from there. And I think, look, if something is better in three to five days, obviously it's transient. You did good. If it's something that's persisting beyond a week or so, don't let it linger, get evaluated. And then I think at least once a year, full evaluation, especially someone specific like Bespoke where we're looking at the ass, we're, we're honoring it, we're, we're, we're loving it, um, and we're providing a service that I don't think anybody's doing in the world to what we're trying to achieve. Dr. Goldstein, as always, thank you so much. You can go to Bespoke Surgical. You have offices here in New York and LA, but it sounds like we can DM you and we can follow you at Bespoke Surgical, correct? Yep, bespokesurgical.com. And let's not forget about Future Method, right? Yep, yeah, so Future Method, we got a lot of really great stuff coming out um, and amazing collaborations, so beyond excited about that. And then with Bespoke, uh, I write a lot on Medium, Dr. Evan Goldstein. um, And so, you know, uh, this is awesome. And And I always applaud you. Thank you always for having us on the air, but also kind of doing what you do to really push the narrative, because I think it's so important for our community, uh, all these different, uh, you know, components to better, just better care for everybody. So I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Goldstein. Awesome. Thank you so much and have a great day. As always, I want to thank my special guest, Dr. Goldstein, always enlightening us for our sex health. I recently saw him just to have my own ass checked out which I'll tell you a little bit more on the after show, on Tag's after show. Go to patreon.com forward slash talkaboutgaysex and consider becoming a patron and supporting Tag's podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time, we have Tag's live on the Get Vocal platform. It's myself alongside co-host Cody Maurice Doggett. It's a whole lot of fun. It's a video-based show, a lot like Zoom and Facebook Live, but you guys get to participate and talk back at us. Give us your feedback in real time. Get vocal, V-O-K-L dot com forward slash channel forward slash tags live or simply go to tagspodcast.com to get all the information on how you can join in every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time for Tags Live. In the meantime, 
keep it sexy, but wear your mask and wash your hands. I will see you soon.